This is a fantastic time for us to dig into God's word because the Bible is still a lamp to our feet, isn't it? God is still our father and we need his word more than ever before. And we think James is a brilliant book for us to be looking through for the next few months, not least because the people of James were scattered. So just have a look at James chapter 1, verse 1. James, a servant of God, And of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Now just notice there that James is talking to the 12 tribes. And one of the things you need to realize about the book of James is it was one of the earliest books written in the New Testament. Most Christians at this point were still Jewish. You can see that in James chapter 2 verse 2 where he talks about the man coming into the synagogue. It's not a gathering yet. It's still primarily a meeting in synagogues. And the Jews were scattered. They'd been scattered for hundreds of years. They were scattered by the Assyrians in 722 BC. They were scattered by the Babylonians in 586 BC. And then the Greeks and then the Romans. And so the Jews were still scattered all over the world, which means at this point, the Christians were scattered too. A lot like us. As a church, we normally meet together four times in a room on a Sunday and it's fantastic. But for the moment, we're scattered, aren't we? And, you know, in one way, that's actually a really fantastic thing. It gives us the chance to do a whole bunch of things now that we don't normally get to do. As we're online, now we can do stuff pre-recording people. We can hear from people that we don't normally get to hear from. We can dig into things at depth. We can go into people's homes. Hopefully, we'll be seen by people all over the world. Not only that, as we're scattered, it gives us a chance to love each other closely. As we're in community, being in each other's homes, dropping off food to each other, inviting people into our little community, this scattering, it's actually giving us the chance to do some fantastic things. But it's not what God wants for us. When you look through the Bible, one of the things you notice is scattering is often a sign of God's judgment. So when you think about it, God scattered Adam and Eve from the garden. God scattered and sent away Cain. God scattered Israel as he sent them off to Babylon and by the Assyrians. And scattering is a sign that God is judging his people. Now, does that mean that this COVID-19 is a sign of God's judgment for something? Sometimes people say that, don't they? This is a sign of God's judgment. I think at that point, people are usually presuming to speak for God. COVID-19 isn't a sign of God's particular judgment on anything. It's actually just part of being scattered in the world. We're outside the garden. And what we're longing for is to be gathered again. Because you see, gathering is a great sign of God's blessing. God gathers Adam and Eve into the garden. He gathers them in the promised land. Jesus calls people to himself. And in heaven, we're going to be gathered again. And so this time of scattering, even though we can do lots of good stuff, We are looking forward to being gathered again. We can't wait to be gathered as a family. And if you find us through HBC Online, we would love at some point to meet you in person. And so given that scattering is not what God wants for us and not what we want, does that mean that we're miserable during this time? Well, no. Just have a look at James chapter 1, verse 2. James says, Consider it... Pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. James says the response to trials, the response to scattering, is actually pure joy. 
Now, we've got to stop and think about what is pure joy? Because clearly, it's not happiness, is it? It's not this kind of inane happiness. My world is a terrible place, but I'm just determined to be happy. No, that's not what the Bible speaks of as joy. Joy is this deep sense that everything is right, that God's in control of his world, that everything is as God determines it to be. It actually comes out of trust, doesn't it? I don't know if you've ever come across that wonderful Christian hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. The man who wrote that, Horatio Spafforth, had been through some terrible trials. He'd lost a son in the Chicago fires. He lost daughters in a shipwreck and his life, he was at his most unhappy. But he wrote, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot you have taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. That sense that it's well with my soul is at the very heart of joy. It comes from knowing that there is a God who's in control. It comes from the gospel too, doesn't it? We have a God who sent Jesus Christ to die for our sins. When Jesus died on the cross, he was paying for every crime we ever committed. Being a Christian is not about being a good person. It's about being someone that God has rescued. And knowing that God's our rescuer gives us a great sense that no matter what the world is like, It is well with my soul. And so right now in COVID-19, Christians can have this deep sense of joy. We're not just getting through this. We're not just hoping to survive this. The world might be panicking. People might be buying up toilet paper and all sorts of things. But we are not panicking. We're trusting our God. If God sent Jesus to rescue us, He'll lead us through this, isn't he? COVID-19 is not a God-free zone. COVID-19 does not stop God from ruling and growing his kingdom. So what is God doing among us? If God is in control, what is he doing for us? Well, have a look in verse 2. James says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. We can be joyful in trials because we know that God is still doing his work through the trials. Now, there's a couple of things I want us to see in this. One, bad times aren't a sign that God is absent or that God is uncaring, or that God is weak. Sometimes when bad things happen to us, we can wonder if God is absent, can't we? Where is God in all of this? We can wonder, has God stopped loving me? Sometimes we think, maybe this is Satan doing it to me, and we can imagine God and Satan in this cosmic tussle, and whenever good things happen to me, that's because God is winning. And whenever bad things happen to me, that's because Satan is winning, and and there's this cosmic tussle. We have this sense that maybe God isn't in control, of the bad times. But actually these verses show us that God is in control of the bad times and the good. And in fact, James says the trial is part of God's process for maturing us. Notice the movement from testing to faith to perseverance to maturity. Trials challenge our faith, don't they? Trust. Trust is what the word faith means. And when I go through trials, I start to wonder if I can trust God, don't I? 
Why would God do this to me? Is God good? Is God in control? It challenges, do I really trust God here? And then I go to his word and then I pray. And then I see his good fruit and I begin, I confirms my trust. Yes, God is trustworthy. And over time, as I do that again and again, I persevere. My, my faith in God gets challenged again and again, whether it's me being sick or losing my job or my marriage breaks down. Each time I'm forced to ask the question, will I trust God? And as I say yes, each time my perseverance grows. And over the years, God matures me. As I decide that God is trustworthy and as I persevere, God makes me more like him. I begin to have God's values. I begin to be patient like God is. I begin to be forgiving like God is. And I begin to be gentle like God is. And you know, I believe that's what God is going to do in COVID-19. I think God is going to use this whole thing to make us more like Jesus. He's going to use this to help us to trust him more. I believe he's already using this to teach us to be less selfish, less individualistic, to look beyond ourselves. He's going to teach us to be more patient and more persevering. He's going to help us to be more compassionate and more generous. I can see all these ways that God is using this trial to make us more like Jesus. So what are we going to do? How do we respond in COVID-19? Well, verse 2, count it pure joy. Let's not be the people who panic. Let's be the people who count it joy because God is in control. Let's keep talking to God. Let's keep listening to God. Let's keep looking for his work in our lives. And let's trust God that great things are going to happen. I believe the kingdom will grow this year. That's something to be really joyful for, isn't it? Will you join with me in praying? Great God, we praise you that COVID-19 does not mean that you are absent. It doesn't mean you've lost control. You are the God who sent Jesus to die for us. You are the God who saved us and you will save us again. And so we trust you. We pray that you would make us more like you in this. As our faith is tested, we pray that we'll persevere. We pray that we'll become mature. Give us that deep sense of joy that it is well with our souls because you are the protector of our souls. Amen.